Welcome, everyone, to the Robin Walters Show. God bless you today. Boy, you know, the news cycle is um, is a fast cycle, is it not? We've got so much to share today. Uh, before we roll, though, I want to let you know uh, you can reach me, Show at gmail.com, Show at gmail.com. Podcast, if you want to pick it up that way, for those of you who are not listening by podcast, if you type in the Robin Walters Show, on the podcast button on your smartphone, you will pick it up that way. Last, certainly not least, as I mentioned last week, the next book is out. You can get it on Amazon, things I picked up along the way, and a few things I should have left behind. I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, getting good feedback on it uh, it's blessed people in different ways. Also, to consider getting the rapture revisited, finally a lawyer takes a look at end time events also available on amazon so far although we're broadening the uh, reach of that or the accessibility because i'm not a big amazon fan but um book explains uh from every evidentiary standpoint you could think of why there is no pre-trib rapture is there a rapture yes but do we get out of here before it all falls apart no not even close and before we get rolling any further, because I do have some good stories. One, I am so excited. It seems like not a big story, but I think it is so incredibly brilliant. I just, I can't wait to cover it. But first, I just want to give a thanks, a shout out, if you will, to Marjorie Taylor Greene. She gets takes a lot of flack. Sometimes she's a bit excessive, but I'd rather have somebody be excessive uh, then uh, no guts and fall short of saying what needs to be said. She called Mayorkas before the hearing the other day, as you probably know, and you've probably seen it, a liar. Uh, she, they, struck, uh, they struck it from the record. They censored her. She would not withdraw her remarks. So I guess it technically it's not struck, but they had to note that the committee disapproved of it, censored her, and shut her off. The point is, what she was saying was absolutely true. Mayorkas is a liar. And the committee, in, in an effort to maintain decorum over truth, censured her. And the media says, hey, she gets censored again like it's a big deal. No, the thing is, she did what she had to do. She said what she had to say. And it's out. She didn't withdraw remarks. God bless her. She stuck firm. He is a liar. A person who lies is a liar. So truth had to surrender to decorum, uh, which I think is uh, kind of an interesting um, protocol for anybody, not anybody, but anybody as a committee or a house, something of that sort. So she did what she did, and it's sort of like in court. If I were to say, knowing that it's out of bounds and a person's up on the witness stand, I'd say, you know you wanted to kill him. You've wanted to kill him for the last 10, 10 years. Counsel on the other side objects. 
judge upholds the objection. Or, or before there's an objection, I say, you know, Your Honor, I'm sorry, I withdraw that statement. Doesn't matter. Withdrawn or an upheld objection, the word is out. You see, there's nothing hid, hidden that shall not be revealed. That's a biblical passage. How and when it gets revealed is a whole different discussion. But it is going to come out. And she got it out. And that's all that matters. In fact, she got censured. She didn't have anything more to say anyway. She was done at that committee hearing anyway. So the fact that they shut her up it is a non-issue. God bless you, girl. You go for it. We need a few more Debras like that. <clears throat> Next. Okay. Our good news roll here. First one, I'm going to start light, pick up the speed. First one, the great state of Indiana, great some of the time, voted overwhelmingly to fund gun training for teachers. This is so overdue. Um, you know, people want to outlaw the guns, and the guns are, the outlaws will still have guns if guns are outlawed. We know that. That's sort of cliche. <clears throat> so all gun laws do, of course, is make sure that innocent, well-trained people are disarmed and can come to the aid of no one. Uh, so we have to rely on the police, and everybody is disarmed, but only the police are armed. And guess what? Now you end up with North Korea, China, Cuba, Russia, right on down the line. So they fund this. What I thought was interesting, though, is, you know, you can always count on a Democrat to say something incredibly stupid. So Democratic Senator Senate, uh, Andrea Hunley said, so 40 hours of training, that's going to prepare you to shoot a kid in your classroom? So the assumption she's making is that all school shooters are some kid that's in the classroom of the teacher who's wielding the gun. Now, we had that unusual case of the six-year-old who came to school with a gun, but that's not the problem. Six-year-old is not going to be able to take out uh, anybody to speak of. But you know what? If a kid in one teacher's own classroom pulled out a gun to shoot the other students, yeah, the teacher should drop their own kid. Why not? But the Covenant Christian School shooting, that, that tranny was 28 years old. And all the other trannies that are coming out now and talking about shooting have adopted the AR-15 as their gun of choice. None of them are kids in somebody's classroom. So the stupidity of the left just keeps on getting, well, <clears throat> yet more stupid. Now, this is a piece, in my opinion, this is a highlight piece of the program for uh, a reason because of its brilliance. Uh, a little bit of a lesson here on the concept of federalism, which is uh, the con a concept upon which our separation of powers and the limited state sovereignty of our states, which we used to have, which we don't anymore, but which we will if states leave the union, obviously. <clears throat> but federalism is a beautiful concept because what it does and means is that there could be a state that does something, let's say, with education. And it's a horrible idea. And the kids may suffer a bit, but then they realize their mistake, and they learn from another state that's doing something really well. So states get to experiment. The good things succeed. The bad things fall off. The states that have gone the wrong way accept the better way, and the overall situation is that the status of, of education is elevated. Unlike the national intention of Democrats, which is the inst 
is to institutionalize mediocrity and have mandatory indoctrination. That's why they want them all the same, because now you don't have to try to control 50 states. You just got your left-wing lemmings in the Department of Education in Washington, D.C., dictating what every state has to do, which if if they're lucky, they get to mediocrity. That's their goal. And all along, though, however, mandating indoctrination. Well, I have never done a story, neither good nor bad, out of the state of North Dakota. I have listed it as one of the 17 states that I think and should secede. But I've never done a story. They have passed an incredible bill. Uh, Governor uh, Doug Burgum signed it into law. And it's in addition to the growth and development portion of human sexuality. Now, consider for a fact that the human sexuality programs in schools, whatever it was initially, is not what it is today. Today, it's all about uh, condoms, queer sex, different ways to have queer sex, this and that. It is a, it's a testimony of filth introduced into the minds of impressionable young children, primarily um, to lead them astray, take them away from the Word of God, actually, is what it takes them away from. But this is what the bill does. And it, it, uh, the, the governor there signed it after it was passed, second, secondly, by the Senate, 37 to 9. So you got those nine loser Scandinavian Democrats in North Dakota I'm not saying all Scandinavians are Democrats. There's a lot of good ones. But consider one of the most Scandinavian state in the country is Minnesota. And look where they are. They're in the tank and have been for a long time. It's sort of that left-wing farmer labor party social liberalism that comes out of extreme northern Europe. And uh, part of that has affected North Dakota, especially the eastern portion. That's close to. Guess what? Minnesota. But 37 to 9, the program mandates, meaning no child can graduate from a North Dakota government public school without having taken a class in which they will see a medically accurate, cutting-edge, high-definition video on pre-born human development in each week of the pregnancy until birth. Now, the Democrats are up in arms. They just say, oh, this is, a, this is some pro-life Trojan horse. Uh, well, you know, they're the ones that speak about Trojans. But nonetheless, this Trojan horse, well, the fact of the matter is, it's fact. It is part of the development of human sexuality because the sexual development begins in the womb, not after. It's part of the program. It's the same old thing. The Democrats can't handle the truth. I understand it. It reveals their lies. It reveals their evil. And they're also uncomfortable with something with which they have very little experience, i.e. the truth. But quoting from the senator, he says, quote, human development in the womb is obviously a part of science, something we want our children to learn and to see. And so he goes on to state here that It's going to be a state standard in the schools across North Dakota. Can't graduate unless you uh, see this and as part of your required science curriculum. 
So he goes on to say, uh, and what will these children learn? Here's what they're going to learn. Just two weeks after fertilization, after conception, the developing baby's brain appears with its three divisions. A heart is developing as well, beginning to beat between 16 and 22 days after fertilization. Only four or five weeks after fertilization, the eyes and the lungs appear. The kidneys form. Six to seven weeks after fertilization, only a week later than the eyes and lungs appearing, brain waves begin, hands, feet, and limbs appear and begin to move. The heart has become a four-chambered organ by this point as well. And by the start of the fetal stage, which is around nine weeks post-fertilization, a baby girl will have already developed ovaries and with eggs in them. The baby can suck her thumb, move her tongue, open her mouth, and more. The right and left-handedness emerges at this point. All of this occurs before the end of the first trimester, before 13 weeks are up. And now consider this. Roe v. Wade said that without question, you can kill a child up to 23 weeks, the age of viability, supposedly the age at which the child could survive outside the womb. Well, that being the case, outside the womb is not the issue. Survival, the issue is whether it is human, and it clearly is with all these attributes. And here's what's going to happen. These kids are going to learn the truth for the first time in their life and knowing that all of this has occurred 10 weeks before the time where you could, in any state before uh, Roe v. Wade was overturned, kill the child. These kids are smart enough to realize, wait a second, this is what we're killing? And how much more development would have occurred in the next 10 weeks if this much development occurred in the first 13 weeks? This is just beautiful. This is absolutely brilliant. This is something that needs to go nationwide. It really does. It needs to be in every state legislature that will pass it. And the killers, the ones who hate death, the ones who celebrate a culture of death, i.e. the Democrats, will be apoplectic over this because they know that education is going to change things. Now, we got where we are in this horrible mess of a country from which there is little turning back unless, as I've said ad nauseum, the problem began in the government schools and until the children are taught the right things, it will never recover. It has to recover in the classroom. In the meantime, you get your kids out of government schools that don't teach right things, which is apparently most of the schools, but apparently at least in North Dakota, I don't know what you're learning about queerdom there, but you're, you are at least learning or going to learn about the humanity that's inside the womb within days of conception. This is so brilliant. I just can't even get over it. Okay, now on the topic of abortion, let's move to the uh, state of Colorado. 
which sort of is in competition with California and a few other states in the race to hell. But they have taken a position that women do not have a right to stop an abortion process if they decide they want to keep the child, if they're using the abortion pill. I'm not kidding you. If you start the abortion process with a pill in Colorado, there apparently is another pill that will stop the abortion process. So what Colorado is saying, no. The state is demanding that women get abortions who change their mind and no longer want them. What? Welcome to China. Welcome to whatever. I mean, goodness sakes. Talk about the pit of hell. So you've got this abortion pill, which apparently you don't take just one and done, or we wouldn't even have this situation. But the pill, uh, what is it? I don't even know. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Mifepristone. Mifepristone. So that cuts off progesterone, which is what supplies the baby with the nutrients and things which it needs to grow and develop, effectively killing the baby. So the body produces progesterone, but the abortion drug mifepristone apparently cuts off the progesterone. You with me so far? I hope so, because I'm not sure I'm with myself here. But if the mother is treated with progesterone early enough in her pregnancy, where she's actually started on the mifeprestone, her pregnancy can be saved. California, hey, hey, what's what's a big idea? You Colorado's trying to nose ahead of us in the, the drive to kill every child in the womb we possibly can. But Colorado now does not want to allow, and, and well, who supports not making the progesterone available to reverse the decision of the mother. I got wait a second. I got to ask you. If it's a mother's decision, everybody says it's a mother's decision, mother's decision. It's a, the woman's decision to get an abortion. Then well, why isn't it the woman's decision to not get an abortion? Why all of a sudden are her wishes irrelevant when before she changed her mind, they're totally relevant. If a woman wants to kill her baby, they ought to, she ought to be able to kill her baby. But if she's going to start killing her baby, she can't change her mind. No. She's no longer the woman in charge anymore. Well, if it's part of her body, which it isn't, but she shouldn't be able to change her mind and now let the child live. I mean, it's un- it's unbelievable. The American College of Obstetrician and Gynecologists do not support the use of progesterone. What's the worst possibility? The woman miscarries. She ends up having the, the effective uh, abortion as it is. That's the worst case. California Board of Medical Examiners, the whole state is against it. And it actually is against their law unless you can get a special exemption from the state to use it. Well, by that point, you're way into the use of the mifepristone to be able to use the progesterone. This is, this is just how sick, how what a death culture we have. You know what? The the left is essentially anti-mother. 
It really is. It's so anti-mother, they don't even like the word mother because it implies a gender connotation which can't be altered. Unless you talk some squirrely guy like Pete Buttgag and his queer lover who claimed one of them has to be the effective mother. They aren't a mother. They didn't birth a child. They can't. They don't have the body parts. The plumbing doesn't line up. Goodness sakes, I don't know why we should even have to have these talks. But so against mothers... Because it has a gender connotation and because mothers are the ones who have given life. You're not a mother if you haven't. Maybe a mother-to-be, but you're not a mother yet till you've had a child. So much do they hate it that a school, of course in Washington State, Seattle area, has canceled Mother's Day recognition and events in their school because they're afraid of triggering students. Oh, that's a nice education program. Let's just teach the students what what uh, two out of ten of them want to hear, because we just sure don't want to upset them by teaching them something that they need. We're just going to teach them what they want to hear. Well, why don't you just give your eight-year-old nothing but uh, candy corn and uh, popsicles? Well, just give the, give the kids anything and everything they want. Well, it's because the teachers actually want what these kids want, and they want to be part of taking these kids to hell just like they are to make them feel better about their own sin, which is really what it comes down to. So the school's going to cancel Mother's Day recognition to avoid triggering students and replace it with what? A pride event and drag show. So when the states secede, I do have a few listeners in Washington. With the exception of, um, well, I don't know if there are any really liberal cities in eastern Washington and Oregon. Well, I guess there is. Um, I can't even think of the name right now. Uh, it'll come to me in Was- uh, Washington. It's, it's the only big city. just can't even think what it is right now. Anyway, maybe the eastern half of those states... Say, forget it, Washington, Oregon. You want to stay with the United States. We are going to join with Idaho as Idaho leaves the Union. And we'll squeeze the left into hugging their precious little seaports. But where there's no grain that grows, there's no oil that's drilled, no gas that's pumped. Oh, they got fruit trees. They got fruit trees in Washington, Oregon. They got that. They got berries. But you can't live on those things unless you have a certain, well, I don't even want to go into that. So, Elon Musk. Uh, Elon is, (laughs) I like this guy. Just, I mean, no wonder people hated it when he bought Twitter because the only way he could be on Twitter and say what he wants to say is to buy the doggone company. And, as I said before, there's nothing hidden that shall not be revealed. And now we're finding, of course, that the FBI is in collusion, an incestuous relationship with the Biden administration and all things left. And the Twitter uh, files are revealing that. But Elon, you know, he came out and said, you know, if somebody's doing sex change operations on minors, easy. They need to go to prison and they should not be eligible for parole. They need to go to prison for life. Spend life in the tank if you're going to mutilate children. 
if you're going to remove their breasts and their testicles and things of that sort. Go to prison for life, Elon says. But Elon also said something here yesterday. If they removed a policy that Twitter had, I think he just found out about it, called dead naming. Now, if you don't know what dead naming is, like I didn't know what dead naming was, here you go. It's a term used by the LGBTQIA plus QRSTUVWXYZ debauched agenda people, their community, for using a person's given name after they have begun identifying as another gender. Okay? So, if a guy who's Stephen whatever fakes it to become a chick and now uh, he goes by Stella, dead naming is when people apparently use and continue to use the name Stephen. That apparently is dead naming for trannies. But Twitter has now removed the policy that used to forbid dead naming. The old Twitter before Elon, you could not call a person by their real name when they changed names as a result of an alleged and faked gender change. You couldn't use their real name. Elon said nuts to that stupidity. So it's right in line with his statement that if you're going to be involved in gender mutilation, mastectomies, and turning young boys into eunuchs, um, you need to go to prison and spend it for life. And we'll see how you guys get along in the prison with all the other sexual perverts. It's not a nice place. I've preached in prison. I've never had a chance to preach to the pervert division in the prisons because they're all housed together. That's right. Because the other criminals know that there's somebody who's done something worse than they have, like sodomizing a young boy. And those guys, the sodomites get killed. They get beaten up. There is no use for those in the prison. They all have their higher hierarchy. Yeah, I may have killed two or three people with a shotgun, but at least I didn't sodomize that little a kid like that guy did over there. Let's go beat the crap out of him. So they got their own little prison cells so where they can do, I guess, whatever they want, but they also don't get killed and beaten up by the people who perceive to have a higher form of morality and probably do. Now, uh Touching on the Jim Jordan uh, thing, I'm covering a lot of stuff today. But I'm trying to cover things that are not brought up on the mainstream news, or at least not on Fox and or Newsmax. Although I watch Newsmax probably as much or more than Fox, but I do watch both. But the Democrats just went apoplectic uh, in the hearing that Jordan had, Jim Jordan had in New York City, regarding the lack of enforcement against criminals by um, braggadocious, Alvin braggadocious, and other prosecutors who do not prosecute crimes like they should. Now, the Democrats went crazy at the hearing and the follow-up by the New York City Council where people on Jerry Nadler and others were just got drilled and shredded by victims or family members of victims they they had no defense and they kept trying they kept trying to point the problem to 
of course, Donald Trump and guns. And we don't know what we don't know what the problem is, but it's only one of three th- things. It's Donald Trump, guns, or climate change. You mean, uh, okay, so why the, the price of milk just went up another 40 cents this week? Well, yeah, it's Donald Trump, climate change, or guns. They don't have any answers. They only have about, the leftists really only have about a 10 to 12 word vocabulary. Islamophobic, homophobic, transophobic, uh, climate change. You go. I mean, they just got a few words. They drop in there as the answer for everything. They're not thinkers. They they advocate for critical thinking, but what's critical is their lack of thinking. But this was, I don't know if it was set up this way intentionally. If it was, it was beautiful. But they kept talking. The Democrats kept talking about guns, 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 guns. Not one single witness at the hearing, not a single one of them testified about what was done to them or one of their loved ones was the victim of a gun-related offense. It was all beating with baseball bats, stabbing with knives, beating with a fist. Never Never once were guns involved. And the Democrats didn't know what to do with it. They still went ahead and tried to try to plan it on guns. We'll be right back. The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Thank you. Students at the Brunswick Middle School in Cleveland, Ohio, had a real treat this last week. They got to watch each other act out and perform a lesbian wedding in class. What the heck does any wedding, hetero or queer, have to do with eighth grade education? One of the girls involved was the daughter of the teacher who has no business teaching. It sort of makes you wonder what she's teaching. Well, we know what she's teaching. So they have this great big pride time event. So the mother of an eighth grade female who identifies as a lesbian walked her daughter down the aisle to be given away to bride number two in the classroom. One of the kids, they got one of the kids playing Here Comes the Bride on a cell phone. 
this is so sick. And then there are other teachers that are in, ten, uh, in attendance. The guy in the video, the teacher's name here is Cheryl Porter, what it says here. in the for Whether that's the right name or not, I don't know. That's what they said. But then there's this guy by the name of Chad Thompson, an eighth-grade math teacher. And what's he doing? He's busy stringing petals, flower petals on the floor like a flower girl at a real wedding ahead of the bride number one marching down the aisle to begin the formal process of sodomy with bride number two. Goodness sakes, this is so sick. And then you've got Christians who are, I'm, I'm sorry, people who I don't even know if they're Christian anymore. They fake it, they're gutless, and one of them is Amy Grant. I cannot stand this woman. Does Vin, is Vince Gill sorry he married her? Well, if he's not sorry he married her, then there's a problem with Vince Gill. So this last week, she came out now to team up with Cheryl Crow to push gun control. She doesn't know jack squat diddly about gun control. Gun control means having two hands on the pistol grip, for starters. But this follows Amy Grant coming out for queer weddings and singing at her niece's queer wedding in Nashville. I don't know why they had her. I, I'm sorry. I dislike this woman with a vengeance. And she's a crappy singer. At one point in time, she had a testimony, but she tossed that aside. I heard a CD of hers. All 12 songs were in the same key. Boring. Let's sing 12 songs in the same key. Why? Because it's the only key she can sing in. And she's only got about a five-note vocal range. She sucks. And to make a, how did she make a CD? Because Vince paid for it. And her songs were crossover songs. They were never truly Christian. Get Somebody get the hook for her. Don't give her any space or time. Vince, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you, you, you married into a, a, either a fake Christian or one who has compromised essential beliefs and is now more an advocate from things of, from hell than from heaven. Am I a little harsh on her? I don't think so. Who is Jesus harsh? Aren't we supposed to be like Jesus? Okay, yeah, we are. In all things, right? Right. Who did he have no use for? Under any circumstance, hypocrites. Hypocrite. There's one passage, I think it's in Matthew, one chapter. I think he, the word hypocrite is mentioned, I don't know, 9, 10, 11 times. Hypocrites. He never says anything nice about hypocrites. He never has any consolation for hypocrites. If one of them came to him and said, confessed her sin, said, uh, Lord, I'm a hypocrite. I am the, the worst hypocrite. Would he forgive him? Of course he would. We just didn't see that happen. No, you, and he spares nothing. He says, woe unto you, you hypocrites. Woe unto you, you whitewashed sepulchers. Woe unto you, you bride of, brood of vipers. All he does with hypocrites is call them names. And why can he call them names? Because it's the truth. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Secretary Mayorkas, you're a liar. Well, it was the truth. 
Anyway, I was going to save this for a different day, but I think I got to cover it today. So Biden's ATF, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Chief, Steve Bettelbrot, who is just a left-wing hack. He is. He is before a House committee giving uh, testimony, the House Appropriations Committee, to get an increase in their budget. Now, this is what I have said ad nauseum. This is where Trump screwed up. And doggone it, if he gets in and he screws up again, he will then be he will be at the blame for the downfall of the country. First time, shame on you. Second time, shame on me. He never cut the appropriations for these stupid agencies. No, don't give more money to ATF. Don't give more money to the Department of Injustice or the FBI. Cut them in half. Spank them in the fanny financially and see if they come around. So Republican Texas Rep. Jake Elzey asked Bettelbrot, said, could you in 15 seconds, because I think that's all you would need, define what an assault weapon is? You've come out against assault weapons. We hear you talking about assault weapons. You're the head of a federal agency that deals with alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. So tell us, what is an assault weapon? He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it just like none of the left can do it. Because here is the, I want to tell you the unspoken definition of an assault weapon. It's any firearm, any firearm in the hands of a conservative. That's the assault weapon. I mean, Joe Biden, Mayorkas, Cammy, No Brains, Harris, they all got their bodyguards with, with rifles that are assault weapons by their definition if it's in the hands of a conservative. But in their hands, oh, it's for our defense. Liars, hypocrites. Interesting that the, um, the tragic killing at the Covenant Christian. Now, you know what? I, I, I got to get going. I, I got to just stop with that. But, um, and I can't even remember what, what killing it was. Oh, I'm sorry. It was in Alabama. I will say it now. I, I, I had the wrong killing where there were four or five killed and 20 injured. Not a single weapon used at that killing by how many ever were involved. We don't know. Was a so-called a sight or no sight, an assault rifle, which, of course, is only a rifle used in an assault, which is why the left says their rifles aren't assault rifles because they're not assaulting anybody. But in the hands of a conservative, it can only be for the purpose of assaulting others. In other words, what Joey Cornpop is saying in all of his left-wing administration, only we get to defend ourselves. You don't get to defend yourself. And that's why that gun in your hands is an assault weapon. In our hands, it's a defense weapon. And you got some no-brain dumbbell dettelbat here, the head of the ATF, cannot define the very weapon that his agency is against. Okay. Let's. I hear you. Let's move along. 
I have, I'm probably one of the very first persons on the air. I know that I am. I never heard virtually anybody going back eight weeks ago talk about Vivek Ramaswamy. He's Hindu. I don't care about that. I'm fine with that under the circumstances here, hearing all the things that he passionately and truly believes. I had indicated earlier, I, I, I sang the praises of this guy when nobody had ever heard of him, and I continue to do so. And it's interesting, Trump has not attacked him yet because I don't think Trump thinks he's a viable comp- competition. I don't think he's viable competition. But that's slowly changing. And I've, I have loved everything this guy has said. Now, I don't know specifically what he says about queerdom and abortion and the social issues. And I be, may be surprised, uh, uh, sadly surprised, in that area. I don't think he supports those things, being of the Hindu faith. But I will tell you, I will take... I will take a person who has loosely associated with Hinduism, loosely associated with it, and the and the general morals that pertain to that sect, than some no faith secular moron that's a leftist and has no morals at all to speak of. I, it's a no brainer for me. Um. But what did he say here that just now I'm not picking him over Trump yet, but um, Trump's making a mistake. I think if he goes with Kerry Lake or Elise Stefanik uh, or Stefanik, I don't even hear it pronounced both ways uh, as a vice presidential candidate, assuming he wins a nomination. He can't really pick one until he has the nomination. Kerry Lake wouldn't be bad. She would be the she would be the best of the women that are available. But you got Nikki Haley, uh, Elise from New York, and Carrie in Arizona. So far, people only seem to be talking about female vice presidential candidates. My first choice, first, frankly, right now at this point, without knowing more, would be Vivek. Or Vivek. I got corrected the other day. You say Igor, I say Igor. You say tomato, I say tomato. Whatever. Um. He came out and he said, and he took a stand. I love the stand that he took. And he stands out by having taken the stand apart from everybody on the right and on the left. And he reflects a true libertarian view, which I subscribe to in the area of foreign policy. Because he said he would not spend or send one more dime and taxpayer dollars to the Ukraine. Man, I started cheering when I read that. Not one more dime to Ukraine. Now, he didn't say he never would have sent what was sent. I don't know. He didn't address that. But not another dime of taxpayers' money. Let's protect our borders, not somebody else's borders. How about America first? You know, see, he's actually picked up on some Trump themes and taken it to another level, another level that's not that d- doesn't just resonate in your heart, as Trump is has a gift to do, but it also resonates intellectually. 
I'm not saying Trump doesn't have an intellect. Ramaswamy is ridiculously brilliant. I mean, he would arguably be, if he were someday with the president, he'd be the smartest president we've ever had. Now, that doesn't make him a good president. He's only a good president if he has good policies. And he's only good to the extent he can surround himself with good people. Remember? There's safety in a multitude of counselors, good counselors, as Solomon said. But he's the first to say this. He, what he is saying is a biblical principle, though he's not quoting Scripture. When he says, in essence, why are we meddling around? The Scripture I'm referring to is one that in Proverbs it says the person who picks up, I'm sorry, the person who meddles in an affair not of his own is like one who picks up a dog by the ears. You go fiddling around in other people's business where you have no business being, you get involved, and now you have to stay involved lest certain people hate you or remove yourself, in which case other people will hate you. If you hold the dog by the ears, the dog hates you, and if you let him down, he wants to bite you, but you can't let him down because he will bite you, which means you're stuck holding the stinking dog by the ears. Ramaswamy gets it on this point. I'm not sure that I know of any other candidate that does. And interestingly, when speaking in New Hampshire at uh, this event, um, where was it here? Wolfsboro, New Hampshire. Uh, after he had delivered some remarks to the National Rifle Association in Indianapolis. After his remarks in Indianapolis at the NRA meeting, who greets him in New Hampshire? A packed overflow room. He's getting attention. Now, maybe, and this is what I hope, maybe the reason that Trump hasn't touched him is it goes beyond the fact that he doesn't perceive him as the threat that DeSantis is. And, and Ron is a great governor, arguably the best governor in the United States and maybe the best governor that there has been in the United States for a long time. He needs to remain one. He needs to, uh, you know, one, one thing is make America great again. The other one is keep Florida great forever. Have a state that is so strong, it will be one of the states that will be kind of the, kind of the, uh, the champion of what can be done when you throw off left-wing government ideas and impositions. It would be a state that would leave the union to join a new and better and improved union. Well, next piece here. Man, I'm running out of time, uh, as always. So we have essentially a whole bunch of states that have just simply declared war on parents. And in Washington, Spokane, sorry, I just remembered the city in eastern Washington that might be blue. Uh, I'm sorry, it just it, I had to say it before it went out of my mind again. I only remember Spokane because I grew up saying Spokane. Anyway, Washington State has sort of declared, well, one person says, a transgender war on parents. And 
they are describing what the state of Washington is doing as an unadulterated evil. One party here uh, stated, quote, put another way, not only will parents under this legislation in Washington have no say, no say. They've been ex-parented. They've been one-offed. They've been offed in the parenting process in the life-altering decisions of boys and girls to defy their biological order or gender or to kill a human life by abortion. The legislation will also enable children to be kept away from their parents and homes. So not only under this, this legislation in Washington will the parents not know, not have any authority about genital mutilation a breast removal or anything of this other sick, sick, debauched behavior that's become symbolic of Democrats. Nor will they know or have the or consent required when their daughter runs off to slaughter a child in the womb. Under this legislation, the children actually will be kept away from their parents and their homes says the bill will allow transgender treatments to include bodily mutilation or abortion without any requirement that the host home even tell their parents what is going on in the life of their child. So the child leaves the home. Truancy, right? That's what it would be. We're talking minors. Leave the home. Take up residence in another gender-affirming home with a bunch of sick wackos who I'm sure 100% voted for Biden. Well, you know what? Given election fraud, maybe voted 125% for for Biden. While the people under their care and charge go in, these young boys and girls, and have their bodies mutilated, all in the name of gender-affirming. What's affirming about destruction? This is Washington. This is how incredibly sick this state is. All right. What do I have time for? I've got one more piece I would really, really like to cover, and I'm not going to have time to do it. So I'm going to switch gears here. Uh, I want to cover something. Nancy Mace is a South Carolina Republican. Oh. What is the most dangerous animal on the face of the earth? The most dangerous animal on the face of the earth. I don't see any hands going up. Oh, there is one hand. Oh, he's just scratching his ear. The most dangerous animal on the planet is a rhino. They only have one horn, but they will stick it to you. But I don't mean R-H-I-N-O. I mean R-I-N-O, as in Republicans in name only. The most dangerous animal on the planet. Think Arnold Schwarzenegger, the fake Republican, rhino, worst governor in the history of California. And why do I say this, bringing up Nancy Mace? I'm not, she is good on some issues. Otherwise, she wouldn't get elected in South Carolina. 
until it comes to abortion. And she said the other day, she said, women are not going to vote Republican if the GOP maintains its stance on abortion. 2024 will be a bloodbath. What she's saying is, unless we cave on some aspects of the, of the abortion debate, then we're going to get creamed in the elections. Then let us get creamed. Let us get creamed, then be a participant in the facilitation of evil at a lesser grade than our Democrat opponents. Is that what Republicanism is about, Democrat light? We know things didn't aren't faring well for Bud Light. Well, it doesn't fare well for Democrat light. We just we want to be enough different so we can identify ourselves, but not too much different that we uh, alienate too many people. So we're going to go along to some degree with the evil, just not as much as the Democrats do. This is a failed policy politically. It is a failed policy biblically. Those are hypocrites. Compromisers. Ultimately, on non-negotiables. There's things to compromise about, but there's some things you don't. Some things are non-negotiable. And I will give you a two-minute history lesson. In the 1850s, there were two parties the Democrats and the Whigs, not W-I-G-S, W-H-I-G-S. Slavery was a hot topic, 1850s. Dred Scott decision came out in the 1850s. The Democrats were pro-slavery. Then they're pro-slavery now. They just have the blacks on a plantation called the Democratic Party by offering a whole bunch of tchotchkes to keep them in line. That's how much disregard and disdain Democrats have for blacks. And unfortunately, some blacks suck it up and take it. The real brilliant blacks are in the Republican Party. There ain't any question about that. The ones that are morally awake, not as in woke. What happened back in the 1850s? The Whigs were trying to decide whether they were going to take on an anti-slavery posture in the, uh, uh, in the coming election in 1860. They were trying to figure, they say, you know, if we, we, we were not pro-slavery, but if we are too strong anti-slavery, we will lose the election if we're too strong. So what did they decide to make the election about when the, the country is burning over the slavery issue? They decided to make the election over the economy. Is that where Bill Clinton got it? It's the economy, stupid, as Clinton said, and he's wrong. Morals drive the economy. The economy doesn't drive the morals. Guess what? Have you ever heard of the Whigs since then? No, because of their compromising on a critical issue, who and what emerged, the Republican Party. Abraham. Robin Walter encouraging you to sit tall in the saddle on that. Remember, you ride for the brand. The brand is Jesus Christ. We'll see you.